0: Welcome to Stories Jesus Told, a podcast of Trinity Lutheran Church in Freshdot, Wisconsin. Here is Trinity's Rick Adams and Pastor Carl Anbauer. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, welcome to the end of another week of podcasts here with Pastor Carl Anbauer.
1: Good to be back.
0: Good to be with you. It is Saturday, June 24th. The week has gone by very quickly. Um, but we're grateful that you have decided to spend it with us uh, during these these podcasts. We pray that they are a blessing to you as you take this journey through the stories that Jesus told with us. Today we find ourselves in the book of Hebrews, chapter four, uh, starting at verse fourteen. So, Pastor Carl, do you want to? Yeah. Take it away. Let's read it. Since
1: then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need.
0: I like when verses, when sections begin with the word therefore. I think we had another passage earlier this week that The first word of the passage was therefore. So it harkened back to something that was going on earlier. And it caused me, in this case, in Hebrews 4, to look at what comes just before. And if you look at verse 13, it says in the NIV, Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. So if you just look at that verse all by itself, it's kind of scary, isn't mm-hmm. it? God is a judge. He sees all. And we all must give an account mm-hmm. at one time, at one day. Mm-hmm. But what follows mm-hmm. is comforting, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, which, by the way, just in ESV, it's the word "since." So, if anybody's following along and trying to figure out why, where you got <laughs> "therefore," it's the the, the, the translation is a little bit different, but either way, the same "since" it's, and "therefore," it's, same it's, thing. Yeah, it's saying there's a logical connection with what just happened. So, read what just happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and yeah, we went from the the judgment, uh, which in, again in that previous context, um, it's highlighting how the word of God cuts us to the heart. The word of God is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword, and it discerns the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. And so um, there's th- there's a uh, reminder of how potent this word is and how it has the potential as it penetrates into us to uh, to expose an awful lot of things that we'd rather pretend aren't there. And uh, that's something in itself to, to be thankful for because we do have a great high
0: priest we do and as i'm looking at this text uh you see the word sympathize there in verse 15 for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize and as i, I was looking at the um bible online the um faith um, bible gateway mm-hmm. you know, and th- the great thing about that tool is you can look at several different translations just with a click of a mouse. And there's one translation, and I'm just going to quickly try to bring it up, but I can't right now, that they, they, didn't, they chose not to use the word sympathize, but empathize. And I actually like that a little bit better because to, to sympathize with somebody is I, I might be able to sympathize with somebody who's lost a championship basketball game, mm-hmm. but I can't empathize with them because I really don't, I've never experienced it myself. Whereas empathy really means that you you are able to put yourself in their shoes and feel what they feel, know what they know, and I feel like that's a much closer description of who our high priest is. Jesus was tempted in every way except without sin.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting interesting uh, translation translation dilemma. Uh, which way to go with that? Um, can he empathize with our weaknesses? did he did he get close enough to to that weakness, or is this the kind of moral weakness with which he can sympathize? It seems like that would kind of oh I
0: see where you're going, yeah, but that might kind
1: of undermine the the point of the passage here to that that he's able to um understand to i I guess you know what I'm just going to stop debating and say, you know what it's awesome mm-hmm. that jesus that the creator of the universe. Who's perfect and holy and blameless in every way right. doesn't just look at me and say, "Well, that's garbage. Let's throw him away," mm-hmm. but who actually sees those weaknesses and has an, an understanding and a um, compassion
0: for his creation? Yeah, it's actually it is in the it's in the new NIV. Oh, okay. Empathizes in the new NIV. Okay. I have the old, hmm. the real NIV. <laughs> yeah, a tragic day when that went out of print. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, again, how does this this section here fit under the parable of the unmerciful servant?
1: Well, I think it's the the, the final line there.
0: Mm-hmm. Let us
1: then, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace, grace. that we may receive mercy and find grace. To help in time of need and and so it's again that reminder that we're oriented towards the forgiveness we've received that's what enables us to be able to forgive others and so um, the we draw near to the throne of grace and we receive grace and then the, the logical next step is
0: therefore we give grace hmm right Such an imagery here uh, that the writer to the Hebrews gives us with this throne of grace. Mm. uh, My mind goes to Isaiah 6, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. Where Isaiah finds himself in literally the the throne room of heaven. And what's his reaction? I'm doomed. Mm. I'm a man of unclean lips. I don't belong here. Right? Yeah. And and now, because of Christ, we can approach that same throne with confidence. With confidence. Yeah.
1: That's, I mean, just, just that line, even if you drop off the, of grace, to be able to approach the throne with confidence, it, you put that in any context, right. that's a pretty special relationship. And and in our case, it's only possible because of incredible grace. And like Isaiah, he, you know, he's saved by, there's a coal on the altar that comes and cleanses his lips. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, we are cleansed by a sacrifice made on the altar that, that the cross represents and um, that same sacrifice, it touches our lips and we are given grace, which is maybe a good place to remind people to be in worship this weekend, right? And receive the gift of, of uh, forgiveness that comes to us uh, in, in worship uh, because we do need that mercy and that grace and God gives it to us tangibly and abundantly as we worship.
0: Yeah. I, I don't want to get too, far ahead of ourselves, but I'm already starting to think about rejoice, repent, request, because it just seems like this section here in Hebrews is just filled with uh, each. You know, we we can rejoice that we have a high priest who is able to, if you want to say sympathize or empathize, the point is he has experienced every aspect of what it means to be human, Mm -hmm. except without sin. Yeah. So uh, think about how that impacts our prayer life. We we never should be able to in our prayers say, God, you don't know what I'm going through. Mm. You don't know how hard it is (laughs) to live a life Mm -hmm. uh, for you. When clearly He knows better than we do. Yeah.
1: Well, I think, and just as you bring that up, what comes to my mind is what prayer life looks like in other religions, where you don't have this savior, you don't have the mediator who who took on human flesh and to whom we can relate and therefore we can believe he relates to us. And, and prayer is so distant. It is like in some of the um, passages Jesus talks about it, like, you know, the, they think they're going to be heard because of their many words and they've got to somehow pry mm-hmm. blessings from God's clenched fists. And we just don't have any sense uh, like that because our God came to us. Came full of grace and compassion, and uh, with, in a way that we can totally relate to him, and that that is something to absolutely rejoice in.
0: Absolutely, and, and the example that I had given earlier is just in a matter of living a life that imitates Jesus, but it's also in those really difficult trials in life when you know you lose a loved one or you're not getting what you pray for and you feel abandoned or you feel alone, but this is a passage that needs to re- recenter you into the identity of who Jesus is and that he knows what it's like to have a prayer refused mm. in the Garden of Gethsemane, yeah. right? And he knows what it's like to lose loved ones. At one point or another, he lost mm-hmm. his earthly father, right, mm-hmm. and had to experience um, the, the separation of a good friend and cousin and John the Baptist. So Mm -hmm. there's no end to the despair that Jesus or the, the the pain that Jesus endured in this life. Yeah. So there's nothing that we can endure. That's going to be over and above that. There's also something implied in the high priest because the priest is
1: the one who stands between man and God and he carries the sins of man into the presence of God and he carries the, the mercy of God back out to man and Jesus doesn't just like symbolize that. He is, is that. that. Yeah. He's he's on the cross. And uh, like Isaiah puts it, uh, he he carried our infirmities and um, the, the full extent of humanity's weakness and brokenness. Yeah, he was tempted in every way and he didn't sin, but that doesn't mean he didn't suffer the consequences of sin. He did. And he chose to do that mm-hmm. so that we would have a mercy, a throne of mercy
0: and grace to approach. Right. And uh, so, yeah.
1: Boy, reason after
0: reason to praise God. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and as you move into the repent, um, you look at verse 16, then let us, let us then approach with confidence that throne of grace. To me, I feel like um, there are times when I would rather not approach that throne, mm. forgetting that it's a throne of grace mm. and re- rather remembering it's a, or thinking it's a throne of condemnation when in reality Christ has already taken my condemnation it's like avoiding when you get that note from home from the teacher and <laughs> you don't want to give it to your parent mm. um there's sometimes some things you just don't want to sinfully bring before the lord yeah oh, or there's that impulse uh, because you know
1: that you're you're sinning mm-hmm. and you kind of don't want to be in the presence of the one yeah. who you know will We'll you know, expect that to change. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so even though it's a throne of grace, uh, we also want uh, to hide from it because uh, even though we're receiving grace from that throne, it still does expose our guilt, which goes back to where we started this podcast with that word of God that that cuts to the heart and, and does convict.
0: Um, or we misuse the throne of grace and treat it as like a, 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 doorm- permission. a doormat. Yeah. <laughs> I can wipe my feet on the doormat of yeah. God's grace and treated disrespectfully yeah dishonorably which
1: all you know all those kind of uh, those different situations there's always a sort of watered down version of jesus that you're imagining on the throne Mm -hmm. it's not the reality right um, but we kind of create an idol and then we can abuse the idol yeah
0: and then that takes us to request
1: i like that the esv has the language of drawing near to the throne of grace i don't know that that's you know, a better translation than approach, but yeah. I just like the image of, mm-hmm. I want to draw near, mm-hmm. I want to, uh, to be in the presence of, of my Lord and, uh, to experience an, an intimacy in my relationship with him. And that's, that's what's so beautiful about being in his word, uh, is that you get to have these conversations like we're, uh, we're having right now where we're listening and then you get to turn around and pray, pray and know your prayers are heard. And, and yeah, I,
0: I know we're on the request part, but I just want to cycle back into Rejoice again. <laughs> because you know, I think about what happened at the moment of Jesus' death and how the temple curtain was torn from top to bottom. And up until that time, who could approach the throne of grace? You needed to have a, a physical man, mm. priest, represent you before Christ, mm-hmm. before the throne. Yeah. Now there's no such obstacle yeah we have direct access to that throne any anytime we want twenty four seven yeah and I so okay, then it goes to the request, which is just give me a heart that just yearns for that and desires that mm-hmm. constantly, yeah, I think that's a beautiful prayer coming from this mm-hmm. to
1: to request that
0: well, we are at the end of another week of podcast pastor Carl
1: yeah it's been a been
0: another good week. Um,
1: maybe a good time to, to remind folks that if you think this podcast could be helpful to others, you can subscribe to it or otherwise uh, rate it and, and give it your approval, and it will help make it more visible for anybody who's stumbling around the Internet looking for, uh, for uh, opportunities to engage in the Word of God. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you in worship this weekend. And thanks again for, for joining
0: us. Yeah, it's been great, and we'll see you back on Monday.